welcome to the show unburden your health this show brings to you experts and insights on what really works when it comes to improving health and well-being impaired sleep and high incidence of sleep disorders adversely affect adults as well as children inadequate and restricted sleep affects mood cognition decision making ability and is a cause of obesity and increased cardiovascular mortality improving the quality of our sleep is arguably the single most effective thing that we can do to reset our brains and recharge our bodies yet many of us just aren't getting enough sleep in today's fast paced world both quantity and quality of sleep feel like it's become a luxury to delve into this topic i am delighted to welcome a leading sleep expert and a dear friend dr indu kosla welcome to the show dr indu thank you sanjay it's a pleasure to be with you any time and every time thank you so we know that you know you've been a leading pediatrician for uh, three decades uh, what was your inspiration to pivot into studying sleep medicine uh It, uh, you have very beautifully uh, i would say inaugurated the topic and you've really given a very nice overview of why sleep is important uh, i remember i had a child some time back uh, who was a child with down syndrome down syndrome and the parent came to me not because of the child had down syndrome but the fact that the parent came to me that i have not slept for 15 long years this child was 16 years old this is ever since the child is born I have not had a good night's sleep, so I just kind of quizzed him to ask why is it so. So this is a child who has all the odd postures in the night, the sleep, snores, twists, turns, and more so he only likes to sleep on my belly, which gives him the correct posture to sleep. So I haven't slept. This child hasn't slept. Doc, can you help me? So that was one uh, one thing which kind of you know really hit me hard, and being practicing pediatric pulmonology. um sleep is a part integral part of pediatric pulmonology so it, it it naturally came to me and then i kind of started dwelling more into sleep medicine and the more i dwelled into it i thought it was very essential to do sleep medicine because there is so much of lack of awareness not only among normal people but also amongst medical professionals about this so very important uh, topic of sleep so that's what inspired me to get deep into sleep i lose my sleep but i've got deep into sleep now <laughs> i guess that's not the desired side effect of it that if you lose your sleep because i was just reading some statistics and it said that a study has pegged the percentage of insomnia to be as high as 33% among adults in india do you do you think that's a, a fair assessment that almost one third of the population of adults in india seem to suffer from some degree of insomnia uh so when you when you say insomnia what does insomnia mean insomnia means either it is difficulty in initiating sleep or difficulty in sustaining sleep in such a way that it is restful through the night and the next day you can perform optimally you know without dozing off on your work or dozing off while you are driving etc etc okay so that is what is insomnia yes you are right that people uh, the, there is a very large percentage of people who are insomnic and many of them have problems in just initiating sleep and if you just look back into your own house how many of the people are sleeping at the time they should be sleeping you'll have an answer in your own house and your statistics will be sitting there with you i do not know if we have a correct statistics for india and i really do not know whether we have a correct statistics for children sure. who have something called as a behavioral insomnia 
because they would resist going to sleep and parents may not be able to handle that which i will talk to you later okay. and that is called as behavioral insomnia so insomnia begins so very early in life no perfect and i think that just sort of uh, segues into our question on you know what's what's your definition of sleep and you know if, if you could just maybe share uh, what are some of the sleep cycles uh, you know and and why is and why is it so important maybe we can start why is it so important that we are discussing sleep i gave a little bit of an overview uh, you also gave some insights about it but if you could just give us this whole you know definition sleep cycle and the importance of doing this kind of study okay so uh, sleep is actually very complicated and there is lots still remaining to be discovered about sleep right um, what i would define it as simply as it is a natural unconsciousness which you can be aroused out of as simple as that sure. and when you when you are fully rested and you fully slept you are completely restored so it is a restorative process and it is absolutely essential for living you can you imagine that if you do not sleep for one or two days what will happen to you you just maybe you will fall off or sleep standing right, right? so you have so many of these jains or many other communities which fast they can do without food but can they do without sleep True. the answer is clearly no right and if you look at if you look at data if a average individual lives say for 80 years i'm not talking about the covid pandemic which has really sucks i'm just don't want to get into it but an average person healthy person internationally and even our country now the longevity is increasing 70 to 80 years we would spend a good 23 to 26 years sleeping true and we would uh, spend 5 to 7 hours in bed trying to get sleep that's the time you will be in bed and before you go off to sleep right this much time of our life we spend sleeping so it's it's really really very important so telling you about the sleep cycles so we have two kinds of sleep cycles we have something called as the non rem sleep to make it simple it's called the non rapid eye movement sleep and we have the rem sleep which is the rapid eye movement sleep the distribution of the non rem and the rem sleep changes over a period of time as the child becomes an adult as his age advances so a child has a good 50% of his sleep as rem sleep right and then as he grows older by adulthood we have about 20% of our sleep as rem and the remaining is non rem non rem is further divided into three stages stage 1 2 and 3 so to give you a classical sleep cycle if one goes to sleep you will uh, enter sleep not the children but the adults would enter sleep through the non rem cycle right. you'll go into stage 1 stage 2 stage 3 then you will get into rem and then the whole life whole night you would be oscillating between stage 2 3 and rem stage 2 3 and rem okay. and as you uh, yeah but in children in infants they get into rem sleep first they as soon as they shut their eyes they get into rem sleep and then they have some cycles of non rem sleep through the night so rem sleep is your sleep which is required for restoring the mind and the non rem sleep is required for physical restoration okay. the rem sleep comes later in the night in older children and adults it will start coming something like after 12 after 132 so each sleep cycle of rem and non rem is about 90 to 120 minutes and so as as you progress into the sleep you will get rem cycles much later in the night okay right but children if you know infants have short naps they have to get up for a feed Right. so they get into a rem sleep they are restored and they are up they will feed go back into rem sleep short non rem and they will get up so this is in short the different cycles of sleep that we see 
So can we say that uh, the REM sleep is the one which is, I guess, deep, deep sleep, uh, and you know the non-REM is maybe uh, the more, uh, you know, shallow sleep. If if you could just, you know, maybe recharacterize it. Yeah. So the stage one of the non-REM sleep is shallow sleep, and you're actually you're just got into bed, you're getting drowsy. So you know what's what's happening around you. Your eyes are shut, but you can hear people. If so, somebody speaks about you, you can actually hear, and then later on get up and tell them what they spoke about you. Right. Stage two gets a little deeper, and three is uh, it's called the slow wave sleep, and it is further deep. Though REM is considered deep sleep, but the mind is absolutely active. So sleep is not a passive process. Okay. The brain is absolutely active, and in the REM sleep, though your body is paralyzed, you have REM sleep also is associated with a lot of dreams. right so you have right. dreams your body is paralyzed but your brain is very 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 active so you can't move your body but your brain is very active and you're taking your dreams and that is a deep sleep so even i would say non rem stage 3 also is deep sleep and so is the rem sleep and there's a difference in the two as in the para, the paralytic portion of the non of the rem sleep which is not there in the non rem sleep the non rem you will toss turn everything but in rem you would be as though you have no power in your body true so i guess you know i just i was trying to think about you know when we wake up in the morning and we have had a good night's sleep we we tend to say you know i slept like a child uh, so i guess uh, it's almost saying that i had a lot more rem sleep you know and that's probably where you know you're saying that i slept like a child perhaps means you had more deep sleep is that is that a correct way to explain slept like a child but i also think that a person who made this proverb was slightly not right he didn't have a child i think <laughs> yeah because he would have had to feed the child every 2 hours then <laughs> absolutely. absolutely you know i'm reminded about uh, i wanted to ask a question on circadian rhythm and i want to share an anecdote uh, this is many years ago when i was training in the us uh, in cytopathology at henry ford hospital uh, there uh, the cytotechnologists had to Uh, have a nine-hour shift, and they had to see a specific number of slides. This one particular gentleman, he would come in at eight in the evening, and he would do his nine hours from eight p.m. to five a.m. Unlike everybody else, who did it from eight a.m. to five p.m. Of course, for me it was great because you know I had company at night. I I didn't have anything else to do, so I would sit in the lab and see slides, and I had company. Later, I asked this person, and I asked him, Jim, why do you do this? So he says, "See, I have been you know, in my previous job. I used to be a bartender, and I guess he was just used to staying up late at night. So his body clock, you know, or his circadian rhythm, you know, got impacted. So he would work at night but sleep during the day. So maybe you know, uh, with that in mind, if you could just share some light on the importance of circadian rhythm or the body clock. So, uh, what is the circadian rhythm? Circadian rhythm." is a 24 hour cycle so suppose i slept and i got up in the morning okay or or for jim i don't know what was his time of waking up so whenever he got up okay uh, and from there on 24 hours is one circadian cycle right, right? so we a circadian cycle is a 24 hour cycle from one awakening of sleep to the next awakening of sleep sure right and how does it work it works with the principle of exposure to light so as the sun rises the the light of the sun hits our retina and that it stimulates the pineal gland which actually secretes melatonin melatonin is a hormone which causes sleep so when the light comes and hits the retina it it gives a message to the pineal gland to stop secreting melatonin 
and therefore it causes you an arousal okay over the day the melatonin levels keep dropping adenosine levels in the brain keep increasing and right. keep the arousal up adenosine is your powerhouse and it keeps your brain active alert and you are up and towards the night as it becomes dark again then there is no inhibition to up to the pineal gland because right. the light is gone there is no inhibition to the pineal gland to stop secreting melatonin so melatonin starts getting increase again and right. that causes you to fall asleep okay now what do we do we watch screens so what does that do it stimulates our retina it suppresses our melatonin okay okay so jim was watching slides he okay. may have had a cycle as a bartender but right. he was constantly exposing himself to light to light and that prevented his melatonin sure. to be secreted and therefore he was awake like an owl but if god wanted us to be awake like an owl through the night he should have at least given us eyes which could see through the night we don't we can't see through the night correct so correct. we need to sleep at the night wonderful wonderful that that's as a nice way of explaining it also makes me wonder that you know medical professionals you know like like you and i especially during a residency and even now during this whole covid pandemic <clears throat> you know 24 hour working cycles for nurses for doctors for paramedics uh, you know working through the night then you look at other professions like you know pilots you know who have to fly or the you know the the staff that man aircrafts uh, there are many such professions that have to work through the night how does how does their body accustom to this change in sleep cycle you know that whereas majority of the world is stimulated by the arousal by you know the sunrise you know and then the change in that uh, cycle as you just explained but there are some professions where you have to adapt um, based on the need uh, so maybe your thoughts on that so the body definitely adapts it's not that it doesn't adapt and many of these pilots i know actually take medicines the they take the melatonin pills so okay. when they want to sleep in the night they actually take the melatonin pill to go off to sleep at night or whenever they want to sleep suppose sure. they have a night flight and they want to sleep in the day and they're not getting sleep they actually may take melatonin because it's a high pressure job they cannot sleep while they are flying you guy flying anybody on the plane so they actually will land up taking melatonin to reduce to make their sleep cycle okay right. as medical professionals i do not think that we ever had it we have ever felt the need to take melatonin to go off to sleep the whole day's work or the whole night's work was so tiring enough that we just reached our our room or our hostel room and then just kind of fell off on the bed and well well off asleep so what happens is the body does adapt and then if you have a physical fatigue also so there are many other cues apart from melatonin right. which can cause sleep right so if you have too much food food is a it's called a zitterbagger that's how it is what these are called these are other things they are the other cycles which work beyond melatonin to cause sleep so you eat okay. a lot of food any day you that's not melatonin in the day if you've had a very heavy lunch right, you will right. go off to sleep right uh, then you or you read a boring book right sure. uh, so or you make an environment like put music on close the doors nice right. you will go off to sleep right sure. so these are other ways other cues that the body or a physical fatigue which i mentioned which is a very important uh, reason why anybody would fall off to sleep so body adapts finds its own ways sure. because it has to rest it has to rest so so true so true uh, you know and you had spoken in the beginning that there is uh, you know a difference between uh, you know the sleep cycle in children and adults uh, maybe you could just delve a deeper you know a little more deeper into that is sleep different in infant children versus adults and 
is there a concept of sleep training you know is there any concept like that so would love to hear your thoughts on that yeah so uh, you know our body our human body is made so perfectly and so compactly packed inside every organ in place every function in place stepney is in place not one kidney but two kidneys two eyes two ears one pet one stomach thank god for it so god has made our body very very perfect so the needs of sleep depending on what age and stage of life you are it it differs so if you look at infant so what what all differs as i already mentioned to you about the rem and the non rem sleep right but there is also a difference in the number of hours and the requirement of sleep okay right. so infants a newborn baby will sleep like 16 to 18 hours if you go beyond 6 months of age the sleep will come down a little bit maybe 14 to 16 hours then the next say 1 to 3 years it would come down to 12 to 14 hours and little older children will be 10 to 12 hours and right. adults adolescents after the age of 18 would need about somewhere between 7 to 9 hours 18 and up right right, right. so uh, in in infants uh, they need to sleep so many hours because they they sleep it's also a period of growth sure growth requires sleep our growth hormone is secreted in sleep yes so infants need to sleep for their period of growth they need to get up because their body reserves are over to feed so they get into rem and non rem and immediately get up so that's right. how infants are between age 1 to 3 years still the growth is occurring so they do sleep very well but at this point of time <clears throat> their sleep pattern changes they will take two short naps in the day right and they will be able to sleep if properly trained for a good 8 hours at a stretch in the night after the age of 5 actually children do not need a nap and they can sleep for 10 hours or 11 hours at a stretch in the night and they would be fully rested active through the day right so after the age of 5 actually we do not really body really does not need a nap provided you have a restful sleep and you sleep at correct times in the night and get up in correct times if you sleep less hours then you will find yourself napping in the day right right and then when you come to old age again the sleep pattern changes then these are uh, in in the senior population they start getting up early in the morning you see many of the senior citizens they are up very early right so their sleep cycle again changes the requirement goes down they sleep lesser right than what we sleep So again, that's a catabolic phase of life where there is no growth occurring. It's catabolism. True. True. So sleep automatically also goes down. Their anxiety levels go up. There are variety of reasons why elders sleep less. So this is how the sleep changes over time. Now you asked me about sleep training. Right. Now I think this is a, a, a Sanjay a very 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 important question. Now what happens is the baby is born without a circadian rhythm. because he cannot have a circadian rhythm because he is sleeping all the time no right. exposure to light so he'll get up but by the time 5 to 6 months the baby is 5 to 6 months old the circadian rhythm starts developing so you know it's a very common myth ki jo bachcha din mein uth paida hua tha wo din mein jagega raat mein soega jo raat mein paida hua tha wo raat mein jagega all that is bullshit because right. till 5 months all babies are the same right. <laughs> so after 5 to 6 months they start getting their circadian rhythm and that is the time पेरेंट्स शुड अंडरस्टैंड पेरेंट्स आर सो हुक्ट ऑन कि इसको दो तीन घंटे में दूध पिलाना ही है यू नो हाउ पेरेंट्स आर मदर्स आर स्पेशली खिलाओ पिलाओ खिलाओ पिलाओ सो सो दे कंटिन्यू दैट थॉट प्रोसेस सो इफ थ्रू द नाइट आफ्टर सिक्स मंथ्स ऑल्सो एवरी टू टू थ्री आरली दे गो ऑन फीडिंग द चाइल्ड एक्चुअली द चाइल्ड डज नॉट रिक्वायर फीड्स एट टाइम बिकॉज द बॉडी रिजर्व आर ऑलरेडी देर एंड एट सिक्स मंथ्स अप द बेबी कैन स्लीप फॉर सिक्स टू एट आवर्स एट अ स्ट्रेच विदाउट अ फीड 
now that is the key to understand to allow the child to go off to sleep and do not wake him up for a feed or do not when the moment he cries give him a bottle or breastfeed him so when you do that you create a prop for the child to keep getting up in the night sure so that is the first error with parents make so when the baby is sleeping for 5 hours 6 hours let this baby sleep secondly limit setting what do i mean by limit setting that you have to set a schedule it 7:38 dinner 9 o'clock whatever 9:30 like if you see the western world they will sleep at 7 7:30 right so if you see our country we cannot say ki sare 7 baje so jao that's impossible so let's not even go there right. so we say okay 9 9:30 you plan to put the baby to sleep so it should be a consistent discipline so if 9:30 you want your baby to sleep 9 o'clock the baby has to be in bed an environment has to be created light music maybe uh, maybe a light should be switched on no screens for this is very base small babies but even older kids no screens for a good 30 minutes before they go to sleep no violent movies or action movies to be shown in fact there should be no gadgets in the bedroom right there should just not be any gadgets in the bedroom and then so you set the schedule maybe the child takes a bath gets into a night dress we gets into a good bed and that that rhythm is there and then the baby will learn to sleep do not rock the baby when they get up in the middle of the night do not be in a hurry to pick up if the baby is crying let the baby cry so the parents should understand that babies have not awakenings but arousals so this is a this is a cycle which happens every say anywhere from 30 to 120 minutes so baby will have a small arousal right right and actually the baby is asleep if you leave the baby baby will go back to sleep sure but if you lift the baby up your baby is getting up you feed the baby up that becomes a prop you rock the baby it becomes a prop so this is very important so limit setting no props please bear with your child's crying be tolerant the baby will go back to sleep right set a schedule and you will have a good well help healthy sleep trained baby and even you can get some sleep these are such wonderful tips uh, you know i think and every parent uh, or every to be parent every any couple who's wanting to have a child or who's already had you know an infant i think these are such important tips for them to you know set the right kind of grounding for Uh, sleep and we all know the importance of sleep i guess if they set these simple rules uh you know uh so much of a, a positive impact can be created you know there were two 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 topics that came to my mind one was of course you know this whole exposure to screens and uh, you know uh, during the pandemic i guess all children have uh, schooling online almost every child has access to either i uh, you know a mobile device or an a tablet or even people even adults tend to watch tv at night before they sleep so you know two aspects to this what do you, how has been the impact of the the online you know screen watching online classes how has that impacted the sleep pattern of children and then also after that you know as you said you know that limit your screen time at night so watching tv at night or reading from your phone or reading from a tablet uh, versus say reading a book maybe your thoughts on both these so we can first maybe talk about this whole online bombardment of children with you know online education you know what this is something different from sleep but if i was in if i was given a chance to give a suggestion to the government to what to do with children with in this last one year or two years of the pandemic and god knows how long it's going to go on they should have told children pick up two or three things which you like to do 
and which you have never had an opportunity to do it could be dance it could be singing it could be photography or whatever read about it display your talent be as creative let education take a halt and that would have been so wonderful we would have created children who would be more than enthusiastic to learn creative and no worry that my one year is gone what is one year in a lifetime Hardly absolutely anything. i i completely agree with you on this dr indu that uh, you know life skills learning a life skill you know will carry you throughout life and taking a break here as you know people call it uh, in in 80 years what is one year and if that one year can give you an opportunity to learn a life skill as you just said you know i completely endorse that i i just hope people who are listening to this eventually you know might take a cue from your suggestion but please please carry on yeah so screen time what has happened is today a screen is not a laptop it is a mobile phone it moves with you where you go correct and therefore it has in everyone has an access to it the smallest baby who comes to my clinic can operate the youtube channel or whichever channel they want Right. with a click of a finger better than their parents and we call them electronic nannies okay because right. the moment i examine a child and his child starts crying quickly the mom will put on put on the uh, youtube and say bachcha see this and the child will quickly get engrossed so nice nanny even at home and they want to feed the child or whether it is whether the child is crying or whether the mom wants to or dad wants to do my mom my dad wants to do something else so yes i had a parent who came and says dad wants to do office work so he gives the mobile phone to the child okay so the child is busy the dad is also busy right. so this has become an electronic nanny and if you look at recommendations uh, of all the pediatric associations across the world they say zero screen time for children below age 2 after age 2 the screen time increases only very gradually to half an hour one hour per day right and if parents who are listening to me will will just introspect what is the amount of time and screen time is not only mobile phone it is television it it's all kinds of screen the sure. ipads or whatever sure. right or the uh, so uh, if parents are listening to me if they introspect they will know how much screen time their children are spending and what is recommended why are we saying no one i already told you that the light which comes from screen causes insomnia Correct. 30% as you said insomnia is not also adults there are statistics to say toddlers small children are insomnic because of exposure to screen so first of all it's causing insomnia sure less sleep less sleep causes poor memory and cognition you need rem sleep to consolidate your memory less sleep causes poor physical restoration your body sure. is not rested so you have you are producing kids who are less intelligent i really want to scare you to say that that you will produce children who will be less intelligent if you are having less sleep and more screen time okay i have seen children with speech delays and i have seen doctors children with speech delays the reason is constant exposure to screen the moment we took off the screen within a month these kids started speaking wow i have seen children yeah lots of side effects of screen i have seen children and i don't know if there is an association of hyperactive attention deficit hyperactive disorder with screen right. but i'm seeing more and more kids who are having adhd and they are constantly hooked on to their screen right i really don't know and i'm sure we need to do a study on this also when you are constantly sleep deprived for a very long period of time you have physical health issues which could be systemic blood pressure cardiovascular illnesses 
obesity because you're sitting and watching the screen and eating correct correct obesity correct. you're not moving so these are all the adverse effects of screen so i mean and the worst is adolescent social networking on screen and right. which starts only at 10:30 11 12 in the night they don't sleep through the night they have pressures of work they have to get up in the morning to go to schools etc so they also have a lot of problems so this is all the problem that screens are creating true true in fact um, i think that those those habits remain uh, even you know in early adulthood and maybe in the 20s and 30s where i have seen kids they sleep with their phone next to them anytime there is a alert or a or a message or a ping immediately they they wake up from their sleep i don't think kids today or young adults have as you say you know sound sleep or deep sleep uh, i think they just constantly their brain is stimulated and that 7 to 8 hours of restoration of their brain uh, just does not happen absolutely and you also touched upon a very important aspect that you know uh, we are seeing that in the pandemic uh, there's an increase in obesity both in children and in, in adults uh, you know does this make the child more predisposed to sleep disorders or is it as you said sleep disorders you know lead to obesity uh, so what's the you know sort of the link between obesity and sleep so if you are obese for whatever reason i'm not talking about the pandemic or otherwise you are likely to have sleep disordered breathing so what do i mean by sleep disordered breathing so people who are obese tend to have uh, say large amount of fat on their upper chest their abdomen which pushes the diaphragm up they right. also tend to have fat all around their face and the upper airways so when these people sleep their their literally their airways collapse and close they start snoring very right. very heavily right. and their their airways are closed they snore they are getting less oxygen into their brain and they are accumulating carbon dioxide and that is the reason they will actually get up with a sleep like a start because they can't breathe any longer so sure. somebody is suppose somebody holds your neck and you can't breathe what will happen to you you will kind of you know you will startle you will like sure. literally you know want to scramble for breath True. that's how they get up scrambling for breath and that is called a sleep disordered breathing and it is a known complication of of obesity both in children and adults children also can get sleep disordered breathing for with common things like a tonsil and adenoid which are enlarged right uh, so that also obstructs the airway and they'll get sleep disordered breathing children yeah. will get sleep disordered breathing if they have small oral cavities chin which is going back poor tone down syndrome children and many children who are special children can have sleep disordered breathing so the right. whole spectrum so these kids who are snoring at night probably may be having sleep disordered breathing and just history alone is not enough now will is is obesity in the pandemic 100% will increase uh, will increase your sleep disordered breathing and we will have a problem sitting there sure but can Uh, can the uh, can screen time cause obesity i've already told you sitting there you're getting obese you're insomniac right. again you will have a problem so it is it is a chicken and egg story and they are both very closely interlinked it's like a vicious cycle you know one leads to the other and we have to find a way to break that vicious cycle very nice uh, before i go into the next part the other question that was on my mind was uh, i was reading an article somewhere that uh, is a midday nap for example somebody takes a nap for 15 20 minutes as they call a power nap uh, you know i know many people who are used to this i have some of my doctor friends who take a 10 15 minute nap in the afternoon and they feel absolutely alert after that so so your thoughts on that that you know even if they have slept well at night what is your 
feedback on taking a midday nap or a mid afternoon nap 15 20 minutes maybe half an hour uh so as there are two things to it most of the people who require literally require a midday nap are the ones who have not actually slept properly and doctors are are guilty of not sleeping well not they have conferences properly. they have to read at night their work their, their work their work pressure doesn't allow them to finish their work on time so sure. they need the midday nap because they have slept late and they've got up early and that is the first reason okay now if you tell me that a person has slept well so this is one insufficient sleep requiring midday nap the second is a sleep disordered breathing requiring a midday nap so this is a person right, right. who may be obese he may be snoring he may have some other reason for having a sleep disordered breathing which is which is causing his sleep to be fragmented and this is another person who will again sleep in the afternoon sure now the third person loves to have a beauty's small nap in the afternoon right it's okay as long as he is restful he sleeps for half an hour and is fine right it's perfectly all it's right perfect. it is absolutely now the fourth category the fourth category is an adolescent now if you look at the circadian rhythm of an adolescent ideally if we were to follow the laws of nature and let melatonin come in and we have no other external factors affecting our sleep we should ideally be sleep at 10 10:30 late so maybe even earlier right, right? but adolescents body clock shifts to about half an hour 45 minutes later so if we get sleep at 10 10:30 they will get sleep around 11:30 12 then right. their social media networking etc etc pushes it by another 2 hours now if we can convince them to sleep early nothing like it but they will still sleep late they have to get up at 7 in the morning many schools and colleges in the us for adolescents start colleges at 9 and they should do it in our country too sure. because their sleep cycle gets shifted So okay. okay they will get they will have to get up at 7 in the morning right all right and then they will come back from school by the time they come back from school they are dead sure they have no energy left right. and many of these kids will come and sleep they will sleep but they will not sleep for half an hour they will sleep for 3 hours 2 right. hours because they are so sleep deprived True. and True. then then again they will not sleep in the night this is called the delayed delayed sleep phase cycle disorder okay so this is like your friend jim so <laughs> it just goes at it <laughs> yeah so these also adolescents will sleep in the afternoon so to adjust their schedules what we do is we ask them to sleep in the afternoon but okay. a short nap half an hour 45 minutes so just the non rem stage 2 3 not getting into rem if you get into rem it will be impossible you ask all mothers who have adolescent kids who try to wake up their kids either in the morning or after this evening nap that they take right impossible impossible right, so right, right. short nap wake them up they will not be in that deep sleep and you will be able to set their schedule because if they take a long nap here they will not sleep in the night any which way absolutely absolutely and Why? if you ask them to have a physical activity in the evening and then this short nap then their sleep cycle can be restored no absolutely i i can i can relate to this i give you my own example that if i sleep on a sunday afternoon probably that's the only afternoon most people get a chance to sleep during the day invariably sunday night sleep gets affected because i'm not used to sleeping during the week in the afternoon i'm working on the whole day as you are as most people are but on sunday afternoon as you said have a heavy meal uh, you you take a half an hour 45 minute nap and there goes your night sleep so i can completely relate to what you said absolutely sleep only for half an hour you look handsome you, know, you mentioned about and you'll uh, be able to sleep in the night uh, you know diagnosing sleep disorder so i had a question on this that which sleep disorders should parents really worry about you know when should a parent reach out to a doctor 
for a suspected sleep disorder and are there any tests to diagnose uh, these sleep disorders? A very, very important question. So unless we educate our parents, we really will not get the, uh, you know, get the disorders under control. So uh, if you notice that your child uh, is right. snorting, gasping for breath in the night in sleep, making all odd noises, or is sleeping in abnormal postures, he wants to sleep with his head down, bums up, or he sleep, or is very restless, keeps moving through the night in sleep, or he's snoring heavily day on day. Now these are things which tells you that the child probably has got a sleep disordered breathing. These are nighttime symptoms. You may have daytime symptoms of child right. complaining of headache. Child may be excessively sleepy in the day, may not be good, uh, may not be able to complete his academic work or whatever work he has in the day because he has not had a good night's sleep. Or, or these there are children who sleep right. through all these obstructions. So in the day, they are not oversleepy, but they are very hyperactive. Right, so you'll have right. children who have got absolute irritability and hyperactivity. These children also sometimes needs, need to be explored for a, sure. for a sleep disorder. All right. right. So uh, these are then children with mood changes and irritability. If you, are, if you don't sleep in the night well, the next day you can have mood changes. These are acute changes of uh, having insufficient sleep. So if you have these kind of symptoms, a parent should think that right. you may have a sleep disorder. You may have other disorders which are called as parasomnias. So what are parasomnias? So what I've listed now was sleep right. disordered breathing. Then you have other disorders called as parasomnias. Now parasomnias are disorders which can occur in the non-REM or the REM sleep. So non-REM parasomnias, may a child might just get up right. and just suddenly may start crying, maybe very anxious, irritable, shouting, screaming. This is called as a confusional arousal. You may have children who may sleepwalk. Correct, you may correct. have children who get up in the REM sleep with a night terror. He'll get up screaming, shouting, absolutely scared, right. frightened. I can see a ghost or whatever. These correct, are night correct. terrors, right? True, true. So these are again parasomnias and there are various kinds of parasomnias right. where you can seek metal, mental, uh, medical attention. Then the third group of disorders are disorders of movement in sleep. So there's something called as restless leg syndrome. Now these are children whose legs hurt or pain or they have some funny sensations all the time. Or in the sleep, they move a lot of their legs and that disturbs their sleep. Right. right? And lastly, you have disorders of hypersomnolence. Right. When I say hypersomnolence, is they sleep a lot. So suddenly their whole day, they're just very sleepy. There are kids who sleep a lot. So again, there could be an underlying disorder for them. So these are all the disorders where you must approach a doctor for uh, and right. infancy sure. for training sleep training if you have problems in training your child adolescents adolescents with circadian rhythm disorders delayed sleep phase or early sleep phase there may be some who will sleep at 7 and get up at 3 in the morning this is called as early sleep phase disorder so these are also disorders of the circadian rhythm disorders right so these are the various disorders you can look for and the gold standard test for diagnosing sleep disorder is something called as a sleep study it's an overnight study where a child or, or an adult has to be kept in the hospital where lots of wires are connected from the head uh, and the body into a machine which records the sleep second by second through the night and which looks at where your oxygen went, where your carbon dioxide went, were you snoring, did you have to breathe very hard, did you have to, you know, the abdomen and, and the, uh, and the uh, chest movements were abnormal. Did it show an impact on your heart rate, on your ECG? 
so they they map it to sleep and not to forget there are some kinds of epilepsies in the night where the children may actually have fits which come only in the night which can also be picked up but there you need a neurologist to add on and give inputs and uh, once you have done this sleep study and you are able to assess what kind of sleep sleep disorder there is i'm sure there are enough interventions to be able to correct this and you know improve the outcomes of for the for the child or the adult yeah so the good point is the good point is if you detect most of these things are treatable in children especially as i told you tonsil and adenoids is the commonest cause for sleep disordered breathing and you know simple removal of tonsil sure. adenoids will solve the problem for you but obesity lifestyle changes will solve the problem for you um some of them will right. require certain gadgets like the cpap or the bipap machine to open up their airways while in a while in sleep to keep sure. the breathing going what is important is that if these disorders are right. not recognized early and not treated early they have long term consequences high blood pressure cardiovascular illnesses um diabetes metabolic syndrome all these are all associated with chronic sleep uh, disorders so to pick them up early treat them early goes a long way in giving them a healthy life later on in life no i completely agree with you that these are all uh, eventually lifestyle disorders uh you know that uh, eventually will have uh, an impact on you know the the quality of life that you lead eventually perfectly said um you know i have always known that there is a huge importance of physical activity in your life uh but i also wanted to know your your feedback on does the amount of physical activity affect the way one sleeps and how can activity be used to improve sleep so i already mentioned to you how we can use it for adolescents who have this delayed sleep cycle any which ways so these right. adolescents can be encouraged to have physical activity in the evening that kind of you know a little exhausts them or tires them also and it helps them to sleep soundly and early yeah a physical activity has advantage for anybody and everybody in all in all fields of life for well being cardiovascular and otherwise also so definitely sure. a good Uh, you know if you have say during this pandemic there has been many a days where you have just been sitting on your chair doing everything online it's so difficult to sleep on those days right. on the other hand you may have a very very exhausting day even those days it is difficult to sleep you will toss and turn in bed with maybe some aches and pains and you may not sleep again right. so yes a, mod, a physical activity in good in good quantity as as your body can tolerate it is definitely helpful for restful sleep yeah so either too much of physical activity or not enough physical activity uh, will have an impact but moderate amount of physical activity will definitely aid in the quality of sleep wonderful wonderful i know we we touched upon this a little bit but maybe you could just share what are your top tips for relaxing your body and mind before bed and you know how is you know how can we put some more importance to these aspects and stay focused on that to get that you know we need at least 7 to 8 hours sleep as an adult as you said and maybe 8 to 10 hours or 9 to 10 hours of sleep as a child uh, i am seeing in my family you know we are three generations my father uh, who is 85 sleeps at 10 but wakes up at 4 you know so maybe 6 hours of sleep i may be sleeping around 11 and i wake up at 6:30 so maybe 7 and a half hours of sleep and my children who are still younger but in their 20s probably sleep around midnight but they wake up around maybe they don't sleep as much i think they probably still get up say before 8 uh, so we see these different cycles and all, all of us have i guess a, a routine 
on how to put ourselves to sleep but what are your tips how would you suggest what would what could be some of our takeaways so the first thing is regularity right uh, so if, uh, i i find the regularity there in your family so the first important is try to sleep on the same day a uh, same time every day same time now weekends day. maybe yeah same time weekends may be little different you might go out so you might spend one hour half an hour 45 minutes two hours extra right. but even if you have a weekend which is a little delayed in sleeping try to get up not very late so you should not say ki aaj main raat ko 2 baje so i will get up at 2 in the afternoon okay. so if you are used to getting up at 8 so get up by 8:30 get up by 9 but don't really get up very late because you will miss the other day sleep right okay. Okay. then keep all your mental tensions away from your brain when you get into bed so if you have had a fight with your wife or your spouse say sorry forget about <laughs> finish it and then go to sleep if you carry that burden on your head you will be thinking of it constantly or if you have some work which is pending which is bothering you or your boss has shouted at you say hell with you boss let me sleep now i will talk about this tomorrow so True. keep all your mental tensions away and then to each his own some people may like to do some meditation or chanting before going to sleep some people might listen to good music have the correct bed the correct temperature uh, which is comfortable for you and a good right. environment so if there's somebody making a lot of noise outside and you can't sleep and uh, so it becomes difficult many a times i've also seen that people uh, want to sleep but they resist it children do it very often they resist it this is called as behavioral insomnia and when they actually have to go and sleep they will not get sleep because they have right. resisted it pushed it away and then they don't so don't do that so these are very important things if you can do listen to some soft music if you think that is going to help you so these are right. all things which will help you to have good sleep now in the olden days they used to give you a glass of warm milk right and say doodh piyo or smasro or so jao so there is no medical backing to that this they used to say tryptophan and the amino acid in milk is a sleep inducer right. but uh, there is not enough data to support that sure but sure. but i i would also feel that if to if to a individual drinking that milk gives him that mental peace that he will get sleep please drink that milk and go to sleep and also i think uh, you know uh, contrary to that what i have heard is that you know at least have a gap of maybe 2 2 and a half hours between your last meal and time to sleep uh, it gives your you know so it gives your body the time to digest the food uh, so i find that works well for me at least what's your thought on that very very true i missed that point it's a very good point that you brought out yes you must keep at least a 2 hours gap after eating before and getting into bed so an early dinner so you may not it should not happen that you're eating at 9 and sleeping at or you're eating at 10 and sleeping at 1 in the night because right. i i said 3 hours gap right. it's better to eat an early dinner <laughs> and uh, and then sleep on time True. so that definitely helps it helps prevent obesity as well because if you've eaten you've moved around a little you've digested the food and not carried the baggage and gone to sleep so that right. also definitely right. definitely helps right right, right. and uh, reading a book uh of course you know i am i am still yes. probably old school you know that i prefer not to read a tablet or a kindle i still prefer to read a book uh any thoughts on reading a book how does that help 100% so no screens in the room that no is very important i mentioned it earlier at right. least half an hour before you sleep no screens to 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 take your melatonin away okay and the reading a book so that is a habit which i missed out telling when you are training children to sleep like toddlers It's right. a good habit that parents read a story book to the child initially, and soon the child will learn to read a book. 
and Correct. you it becomes a, like a ritual like a pre sleeping ritual and slowly it is a good habit to go off to have to sleep it's a good habit to read as well for me if i didn't get sleep i opened a medical textbook in no time i'm asleep <laughs> i remember our anatomy book the grey's anatomy uh, you know i guess could put anybody to sleep that's so true i completely it's agree with you on that it's difficult to carry on your body <laughs> to sleep but otherwise it is good <laughs> yeah are there any kinds of food like you know people say don't drink coffee at night or you know certain kinds of food which are maybe high in caffeine which could be also negatively impacting sleep so any thoughts on that true that absolutely true that uh, so caffeine tea uh, definitely hamper sleep aerated drinks also they have a very high and your energy drinks which young generation right. keeps having the red bulls of the world sure, all sure. of them are going to going to counter your sleep okay so they you have to stay away from them and not have them in the latter part of the evening right uh, so which will uh, which will prevent uh, your sleep 100% that is very important but i think the biggest takeaway for me is this you know that avoid screens and you know we all know avoiding screens but you have given the scientific basis on the role that it plays with melatonin stimulation and how that impacts your sleep so i think uh, that's perhaps the biggest takeaway for me that how screens have really you know, made a big difference you tend to you're yeah, very true and you tend to procrastinate see that also pushes your sleep away you're sitting with a screen you'll open one page then you'll open another then you'll open another you Correct. just keep procrastinating Correct. and by the time you realize it's already one in the night true 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 you know the purpose of uh, these podcasts is to create awareness uh, you know among uh, the medical fraternity the general public about uh, the lifestyle disorders the burdens that we have in society and what can we do to unburden uh, you know Uh, unburden healthcare and unburden your health so before we end i wanted to ask you your question on you that how do you plan to unburden your health in this year you know we have had so many challenges uh, for the past almost 14 15 months but what is your plan to unburden your health this year sleep and let sleep <laughs> so like that, live uh, let my <laughs> so what what i would do is i would i want to create awareness in people that how important sleep is and we do such small tiny tiny things which is interfering with our sleep and without realizing it so i want to create that realization that by doing this you are unnecessarily you are unnecessarily depriving yourself of something called as such a beautiful experience tell me who doesn't like to sleep i can't True. you know and even yeah and you ask an insomniac what what is the value of sleep you know if you have a person in your room who can't sleep and you are nicely sleeping true that true. that mental torture and insomnia goes through is like unbelievable yeah. unbelievable so my my aim at this year is to create awareness for in people for sleep so that they also sleep i also should sleep i as medical professionals we are always you know struggling to fit many things into our basket and we also sleep less we are True. guilty of that so True. so sleep and let's sleep but any personal health goal that you are striving for yourself this year so my health goal uh, has been through the through the uh, now one and a half years almost one right. year three months of so i was initially was very enthusiastic about walking and losing weight and and yoga of course i've reached a level of a higher level of yoga Right. but the second year second break uh, lockdown has pushed me a little behind but i need to get back to there so yes so doing things which i am passionate about so 
wonderful with, with wonderful. yoga music those kind of things wonderful. and i think wonderful. that mental health health is very important for physical health you know after this interaction all i can say is that sleep is the elixir of life it is the most widely available and powerful healthcare system i could possibly imagine and thank you so much for sharing your insights i'm sure this is going to make a big difference in the way people sleep and obviously stay awake and you know improve the quality of their health thank you so much dr indu for sharing your wonderful insights with all of us uh, i created a module uh, last year on sleep right. which is called naps right. it's called nurturing awareness in pediatric sleep uh, okay. we ran it on the indian academy of pediatrics uh, uh, platform and we trained about uh, close to 4000 pediatricians on uh, you know uh, sleep medicine um one when times are better we will have an open workshop us to for them to get hands on so if there are pediatricians who are watching this uh and would want to be a part uh, to uh, you know to learn on more on sleep i mean it would be good for them to attend a workshop whenever we hold it next and that's a wrap for our episode today thank you so much for listening new episodes are out every alternate tuesday if you like this episode Don't forget to subscribe to our show. You can listen to our show on all major podcasting platforms like Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and wherever you listen to your podcast from. If you are an Apple or an iOS user, you can share your ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast app. If you have any questions related to health or would like to share your feedback, you can reach me on my social media handles. at dr sanjay arora on linkedin and facebook and dr_sanjay arora on instagram